and welcome to another episode of the Morrison Bubble. Been a couple of weeks, we uh, took a couple of weeks, well deserved, a holiday for the work we've been producing on the bubble this year. Yes. Someone might say it's more of a suspension for the poor quality we've produced. Others, like us, would say holidays for well deserved. It's a very well deserved holiday, Noisy, and thank you once again for having me. Uh, my name is Timothy Manette. For those that didn't actually don't recognise my voice, well, do we, do we like to chop and change things a bit? We do. Uh, yes, well deserved holiday slash I wasn't here slash we couldn't be bothered slash what else have we got? Uh, lack of content slash no soccer slash restrictions. Yep. So, so many reasons. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, we've got. Oh, actually, we'll come to that in a minute. We'll come to that later because that will kind of mean that we're going back to what's going to happen with the rest of the season. Yes. Including the podcast. Yes. But let's get straight into today's episode with some shower thoughts, Tim. Before we do that. Before. I just want to... Well, we we may as well say what's going to happen at the end of this episode. So we, okay. have, we have an interview this week. I'm actually really excited for this. When yep. we recorded this interview a couple of weeks ago, um, I was excited for the episodes that we were going to put it on for. So basically, to get everyone excited already, we interviewed Wade Decker, uh, former A-League player and friend of Christopher's now, uh, Chris's subordinate, he is. I should say, uh, at school, but um, it was a really fun interview, I, I enjoyed doing it, um, considering I'd never really spoken to him before, um, so he's a top bloke, can take a bit of a laugh, which is nice, yep. um, but anyway, that's coming up later, and it's in two hours in there. No. Okay, yeah. But uh, speaking of small world, so club legend Vanders, yes. Man. He owns his own company. Yes. Wade's brother actually works for him. I did know that. And Wade's brother was has been at the Noi Manor over the past or last week, oh. helping do some stuff. Oh, this, I thought this was you doing this. Uh, I helped him. Ah. But obviously, you need some professionals doing uh, the main part. Well, that's what you were there for, I imagine. Yep. And then, yeah. And then he's also working at uh, Noi's house. Is he? Gee whiz. Actually, I'm going to give multiple shower thoughts this week just to fly through them. So I got one that I need to credit B. Richard to. Now, this is yep. something that he actually mentioned. I think it was at the start of last year. It was a question that he um, brought to us, and I'll explain what the question was. But here's the shower thought. If a baker over-bakes a loaf of bread, is it a loaf of toast? Yeah, that did come up. No, well, I think what Brattles told us was, at what point does bread become toast? So you said if a baker over over bakes a loaf of bread, is it toast? That is one for B. Richard. And I, I thought about it, and there's no real answer, let's be honest, because everyone likes their toast a bit different. Exactly. Anyway, we'll keep moving. I'm going to tick that one off my list. Uh, here we go. If you live for 75 years, and you sleep an average of 8 hours a night over those 75 years, you sleep for 25 years of your life, which means you're only actually awake for 50 years. I don't know. I don't think that's a shower thought. Well, it's a bit, oh, it's a bit of a maths shower thought. <laughs> well, okay, we're educational well, again. You can write. You know how your shower screen gets steamy. Oh yeah. You can yeah. write the numbers in there and do your maths. You could. <laughs> but I don't think that's something that you've actually come up with in the shower. No, not at all. I read that one on Facebook. <laughs> um, uh, a couple more. Uh, here's one. Have you ever seen a baby seagull? Yeah, I think so. Are you certain? I don't know. Because if you think, so. think about I've the seen, amount, like, smaller ones. Think about the amount of seagulls you see. Girl, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you never see a baby one. And I have thought of this. So I was on holiday last week. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, I went up to Marimbula just before we weren't allowed to be there. Uh, on the beach, saw a lot of seagulls, and I'd thought of this 
shower thought pre-going there. Uh, was looking for a baby one. Never saw one. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder how small they are. Because I've seen smaller ones, which I assume probably were babies. But Well, maybe they just hatch as adults. Maybe. I've never seen a, sh- a seagull egg. Maybe egg. the seagull eggs are massive. Uh, let me give you <laughs> one more. Yep. Uh, in order to fall asleep, you have to pretend that you're asleep. Think about that one. Most of the time, I should say. Think about when you go to bed at yeah. night and you go, all right, go to sleep now. Yeah. You pretend that you're asleep. You shut your eyes, you lie there, you don't move. That's how you go to sleep. I usually like picture myself winning like premierships. Oh. <laughs> and it puts you to sleep in a good mood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> thinking about just all like the premierships, goals I've scored. Gee whiz. But that's, kicking goals after the sign well, if it's AFL. I'm, maybe I need to change that to most of us in order <laughs> to fall asleep. Pretend that we were asleep. Oh, Sinoy lining up after the sign. <laughs> it kicks the goal. Melbourne win the premiership. That's enough shower thoughts <laughs> for now. Uh, I want to bring up something that happened to me a couple of weeks back. Yeah. And I wanted to get your personal opinion on it. And I'm a bit annoyed that we don't have a guest here with us this week because I wanted to get more opinions. Maybe I'll bring this up once more. Well, so... Here's, let me, I'll give you the scenario of what happened. I want your opinion. Yep. So I was at Eastland doing some shopping. Again, this was very long before restrictions. Yep. And also, we might add that today is not lockdown. This might come out during lockdown. Yeah, it probably will. But uh, we are free men currently. Um, so I was at Eastland doing some shopping. Mm-hmm. And I had a uh, knee, an appointment for my knee in about two hours. Yeah. Uh, and it was in Blackburn. Mm-hmm. So, Chris knows that my house is in Croydon, and Blackburn's the opposite direction, so Eastland's yep. in the middle. Anyway, I needed to do a poo. Now, I am not the sort of person, I don't like doing a poo in public places. Yeah. Because, uh, a, like a... lot of people. Yeah, I don't like the idea of everyone can hear you while you're there. Yep. Like, obviously, there's the unclean stuff, but I'm not too fussed about that. Yeah. It's more the people around, like, you leave a bad smell, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah, so and you what, don't want to be that guy that... Because sometimes you know when it's a bad smell, oh, yeah. and you're the guy that walks out as someone oh, walks yeah. in, and it's like, even if it's not you and it's someone else, it's like, oh. And it's just not nice. Yeah. Anyway, what I did was I drove home <laughs> to, do, to do a poo, and then drove past Eastland again to get to my appointment in Blackburn yeah. for my knee. Thoughts? I'm probably of a similar opinion to you. I'd, I only have ever gone when it's like, there's no time, like. If I can save it until I have to go home or yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. I would be more inclined in that situation if you to actually go to the appointment because those areas usually have yeah. um, I guess like physios, doctors, all that. They usually have their toilets as well. So I tend to go more there and then do it and go there a bit early just to go to the toilet. I feel like that's a similar thing though. Like Yeah. But Who knows who's waiting outside the door to go after you? Yeah, it's... I'm more just waiting a bit because I don't know what sound gets picked up in the background. Oh, yeah, we're outside. We should we didn't even it say is, that. We're outside nice. today. A lovely day. Um, <laughs> good, good bit of sidetrack. Look, I'm similar of you that it is absolutely desperate. Like, there's no stopping it. It's making its way and you can't get out in time. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. So, I guess the question for those listening, and you can just consider this to yourself and obviously write in as many people do every week, yeah. is at what what are the lengths that you would go to personally to get out of doing a poo in public? 
Not, and when I say in public, not obviously a public toilet. Yeah. That's the question I want people to consider. Because yeah. So, uh, right in, we'll, look, we've got stacks that we usually try to get to, so we don't always get back. Yeah, but, yep. Uh, if you if you get the chance, feel free to ride in. You just never know. We might actually yeah, we might, see it. Yours might be that one in, I don't know, what is it, about 250 that we pick out and, and read and respond to. So. Yeah. Uh, yes, anyway, that was that. Was that and uh, let's move on. Moving on. Uh, just showing Chris what we're doing next. Yeah, we're so talking about this. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of hinted at it and everyone would have seen by now, by the time this comes out, that due to the re-lockdown, say re-lockdown, uh, the season has been kindled and community small... What? Community sport has essentially been shut down during this time, which which is a shame. Because um, we were looking forward to getting things back going again and, and being around the club and getting to support each other again. But yeah, uh, due to everything that's going on, the season has been officially cancelled uh, for the two t- 2020 season. Yep. Uh, which is sad. Um, but again, we like to thank everyone who, all the listeners... Um, particularly the committee and everything for all their hard work in actually helping get things up and running, even if it was for only for two weeks in the end. Uh, but a lot of time and effort and thought and prayer went into it and how we go about it. So yeah, we're very thankful um, for the committee. Uh, and so I would recommend if you get a chance, if you know someone who's on there, to say a quick thank you and for everything they've done. Um, just got, it's kind of a weird year in that, You've got no season, but it's almost felt like there's been more to do mm-hmm, definitely. from an admin and committee standpoint, which is weird considering you haven't played a single game. Yep. And only had two weeks training. Oh, we had pre-season as well. True. Did have pre-season. Yes. Uh, I suppose it's also worth thanking, uh, not the medical people listen, but everyone that came to trainings that mm. actually followed the rules and stuff. Obviously, we was, I suppose there wasn't a huge ask on people, but it's just stuff that we don't normally ask people to do and everyone was happy to do it. So thank you. Um, yeah, that's it. I feel like we did our part as a club, as a as a whole, um, following the rules and things. So well done to us, um, and obviously you guys. But yeah, we uh, will await to see what happens. Hopefully, we might even be able to start. We haven't even thought about this. We might be able to start preseason a bit earlier, at the end of this year. Obviously, we'll see obviously, obviously if it's allowed. But um, yeah. yes, well, we can do it. Anyway, but that's that's the go for now, and we're hoping to keep giving a little bit of at least fun content and things on the yeah. Facebook page. Uh, I suppose we can announce that the podcast we're going to reduce how regularly we record an episode. Yep. Yeah. Uh, basically, we'll record one if we have some sort of content to produce. <laughs> Obviously, this year we haven't any had any games to talk about, so it's been hard as and it that's is. That's usually third of the episode that's usually about a third of the episode so um, I mean we're happy sitting here talking about rubbish but that's not overly entertaining for not that good so and we're doing it week after week exactly exactly so we might try and do I don't know once a month once every now and then I can guarantee there will be a Christmas special yeah there will be a Christmas special keeps reminding me and we just never do it I still want to know I don't think we ever got around to it what was Brad's thing the first Christmas special we did where we wrote letter to ourselves from the future he never did it he never did it, but he said he remembers what it was. And then we we're going to get him back on last year, and then he uh, um, couldn't. Didn't keep thinking about it, but I don't know if he actually said it. Didn't he write a letter to read a year later? Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And he, he got rid of the letter or something, but he remembers it. And we oh, keep, does he? Well, because we had this discussion, and he's like, oh, we'll do it at some point. 
And every time I think we've gone to get in to do it, we've well, either forgotten or he's not, not been on. Maybe we do Christmas in July and we'll do Ooh. it next week or something. Because <laughs> that's. Then we can go for another week. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure More that out. Yep. And anyway, that's the, the heads up for everyone that we yep. will try and bring out some entertaining things every now and then, but it won't be as regular, so... Yep. And cool. keep an eye out for the merchandise range, which that may still come along. Yeah, time. well, we might do that. Definitely. Anyways, so as Tim teased earlier, here is the first part. It's a two-parter. Uh, the first part of our interview with former Melbourne City player, Wade Decker. Uh, enjoy, and we'll see you in the next edition. And here we are for an interview with the man himself, Wade Decker. We've probably been teasing this on the podcast for a couple of weeks. But... Since the podcast started. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I think we were very hopeful for a while. Well, yeah. And then it changed up when there was a bit more of an option this year. Uh, so, yes, Tim is joining me. We've got Wade himself. Welcome. Thanks, fellas, for having me. Good to be here. Well, thank you for coming on because it's very hard to get. <laughs> I was yes. going to say the closest person we've had to a celebrity ever. Other than, of course, Chris and myself, but... Yep. Yep. It's an honour then. <laughs> and just a fun fact for you. Yeah, go on. Um, on his uh, computer. So, basically, I'll just do a bit of an intro first. So, <laughs> why is currently... <laughs> so we should have done this intro earlier. And this is the thing, we won't cut this out. Um, Wade works at Max with me. He came, came on board at uh, the start of last term, or term two, when all the remote learning happened. But on his on the background on his computer, picture of him and Usain Bolt from when he played against him. So I thought you were going to say a picture of him and you. <laughs> that would be funny. That would do, be even better. Oh well, sorry, you go. Usain Bolt or Chris Noy? Who would you rather? I'd rather Chris Noy on my team. Wow. He's got a better left foot. Anyway, lots of people would know the name Wade Decker um, because of his many soccer achievements. But I just want to ask you a few questions about some of your achievements. So. VCFA best and fairest. Have you got any of those? Uh, oh, good question. I have a state um, player of the tournament. No, yeah. I do have it. I do have it. How many? Under 15s, maybe. And under no, so juniors. Just the one? Maybe. All right, Chris, yeah. we've got them covered there. We've got yeah. two between the two of us. <laughs> oh, right. um, what about. Well, do you have a state player of the tournament? Have you uh, got one of those? I haven't, but Stubbs has been on the podcast yes, before, and he's yeah. won like four, so... Right. Have you won four? He's won at least three. Uh, yeah, next so. question. VCFA team of the seasons? No. I don't think he existed when I was playing. I think we got four between the two of us, Chris. <laughs> so, we won up them again. Um, what else am I going to ask? Uh, what about VCFA cup final wins? Yep, none. None of those? None out of one. Anyway, silly questions. But, um, many people know <laughs> Wade, obviously, because... You have played in the A-League, um, that's what you're most well known for, but you're doing really cool stuff both on and off the pitch. So, should we start right from the start with a few get-to-know-you questions? Sure. Real basic stuff. Yeah. Favourite colour? Uh, blue or red. Favourite food? Rice and curry. Can I stop you there? I just love the fact that his two favourite colours are blue and red. <laughs> yeah, true. Also, is that sun in your eyes? A little bit. So this is how much editing we do. I'm just going to keep, keep asking questions because right. I'm going to try and block the... I don't know what questions are going for. You if you want. Yeah, just... <laughs> there we go. Well, what's your next question, Tim? Uh, so I did favourite colour, favourite food. Favourite item of clothing? Oh. Um, jacket. I love a good jacket. Okay. Um, I haven't really thought of these questions all that much. Favourite car? Oh. Um, 
I do like the Volkswagen. Now I can't remember the name. I'll say Volkswagen Golf. Interesting. Uh, favorite subject at school? Well, PE or sport, obviously. All right. Who's the better teacher out of you and Chris? Debatable. Debatable. And is Chris technically your boss? Because aren't you head of PE? Technically, yes. We've run up to him again, noisy. (laughs) There we go. All right, so we've got to know you a little bit better. We'll get into some more serious questions since we're here. Um, We may as well start with a little bit of a background of your soccer journey. So we know that you started playing juniors at Knox. Actually, that was going to be another one of my questions. Who's the best player at Knox at the moment? Knox Churchill. Yeah, the whole club. The whole club. Yep. You can be as biased as you want. Wow. It's hard to be being biased because there's just so many family. That well, thing. exactly. So yeah, very rough. Right now, oh, probably my brothers. Interesting. Definitely up there. Otherwise, my cousins, Shane and Ryan. All of them. Riley yeah. Jordan. They're all very, very good players. Yeah, there is a long list of um, good players at Knox. Ah, oh, so yeah, soccer journey. So we we know you started playing juniors at Knox. Where did you? Do you want to give us a brief transition of? Where you played as you as you grew up um, to where you are now. Sure. Nice and short. All right. Um, started at Knox. Played there under eights to maybe under thirteens, I think. Then I went to, or maybe under twelves. Then went to Box Hill. Was there for three years. Um, so until under fifteens, I then chose to play volleyball for a year. So I played state volleyball. Um, in which I then went back to Knox. So I played volleyball in Knox same year. So I was there under 16s to under 17s at Knox and with the occasional Division 4 seniors with my dad Um, and occasional maybe a bit higher, depending if I trained. Um, When I was under 16s, I was playing Knox Knox Churches and Knox City. So... Um, under 16, 17, I was at Knox Churches and Knox City. Then after under 17, I was just at Knox City for another two years. So I was there for four years. And that's where I probably um, improved the most. Um, I had a very good coach there who taught me a lot. After that, I went to, from Knox City, we went to Northcote City, um, in which I was there for four years. Um, so the... Well, so I was in under-21s first for a season, and then this, the year after that was in the seniors. So I was there for seniors three years. Um, but it gets confusing because in those three years, I was there for four years. In the second, third, and fourth year, I was alternating between Northcote and Melbourne Heart youth team. Um, so in the summer, I was with Melbourne Heart, also known as Melbourne City, and in the winter, I was with Northcote. Um, from Northgate, then went into the youth team, uh, Melbourne, well, Melbourne City youth team. So I would have been about 19. Uh, was full contract as a youth player there. Uh, had a good season, finished top goal scorer of the youth league, um, so of the youth of Australia. Um, and we won the championship that year. Uh, technically, my first, Melbourne City's first um, trophy. Uh, from there, the Melbourne City entered an MPL team. So I played with the MPL team, but was also trialling uh, with the senior team at that time. So that was a full-on time. I was training easily six to seven days a week um, because 
senior team was priority, but then they still wanted you to stay match fit. So then I was playing on Saturdays with the youth team um, in the NPL. Um, yeah, was uh, fortunate enough to then get into the senior team. So yes, was in the senior team for a year um, towards the end of the season of Melbourne City against Adelaide. I unfortunately got injured, never had a major injury. That was my first major injury uh, in which I had six months recovery. I then went to Green Gully for a year, so dropped down to MPL again. Um, and then from Green Gully was way too far for me in travel. <laughs> Travelling one hour, one way. Um, but three sessions a week or four sometimes, plus games. So it was pretty full on. Um, and then moved back to Oakley, which is where I am now. And I'm now with, this is the third season with them now. Beautiful. Uh, I was, yeah, it's, it's a heck of a journey, um, and we'll get. We've got a lot of. Well, I've got a lot of questions. Chris can say anything whenever he wants to. Um, I was going to ask you about your injury. So, at our level, I recently just got injured. I did my ACL and broke my kneecap at the start of this year. Oh, Not as big of a deal though when you play Church's League, compared to what you were, where you were at, especially first year at um, at playing at a high high level. What was it like for you mentally? to go through that process of working so hard for those that many years to then obviously have an injury that um, ultimately caused you to have to drop out from that level. Mm. What was that like for you going through that? Um, quite a shock. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any video of when it happened, but I yeah went over my... Basically, felt like a rolled ankle. I was in the game, felt like a rolled ankle. Um, and so we're bursting Adelaide. Adelaide were currently on top of the ladder. Uh, and so when I got injured, I fell to the ground and cause I'd just been subbed on I, and it was the last 10 minutes I wanted to stay on obviously. So I tried to get up and walk, um, and straight away I could not walk. Um, I'd never heard a louder boo in my life. The whole Adelaide crowd were booing mm-hmm. me cause they thought I was wasting time. Um, but yeah, couldn't walk. So it was really bad. Um, and so it was just shock. Never having a major injury, I yeah, it was like okay, surely I can get back as soon as possible. Um, and don't know what we can just say. <laughs> so yeah, it was quite a shock. I yeah, was hoping I'd just get back real quick. I knew my contract was finishing as well. So, in fact, that game against Adelaide, I was actually hoping to sign at Adelaide, and they were looking at me at that game. So, if I didn't get injured, I probably would be would have been in Adelaide. Um, anyway, hmm. straight away, obviously saw the doctor and everything. They're like, yeah, it'll be five to six months. I was shattered, because um, that also went through all of the pre-season of the next season, which meant I couldn't... Um, I couldn't potentially trial at any other club. I did have trials at Brisbane and New Zealand, Wellington, but because I couldn't get better quick enough, Mm. um, I wasn't able to obviously do that. So yeah, mentally, uh, it was really tough. I had a few guys that were injured in my team and there's an option where you have, you can choose to basically almost go into depression. Like, because soccer is literally everything mm. in your life, um, a lot of guys probably are on the verge of depression um, because they can't play, uh, they can't do what they love, and so life just sucks. 
And so for me, after seeing these guys being injured and being um, so down, and it also just affected everyone else around them, um, I made a choice. I was like, nah, you know what? God's got a plan for this. And he got me here in the first place. And so I'm going to trust that this is for a good cause, even though I do not see why this is good. Because mm. um, it honestly sucked. And this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, it was my dream and things like that. Um, and so I made a decision. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to trust God and just choose to, like, be happy, positive, joyful, encourage the other guys. And so um, that helped me so much mentally um, just rely on God and saying you know what God you've got this um, you got me here in the first place so take me where you want me <laughs> essentially yeah cool um, so that helped my mental state a lot um, well well, I'm going to come back as well so coming back to you played Green Gully was the first NPL pod yeah. you came back to so what was it like obviously going through all the rehab and stuff and your trial for Green Gully or did they no, come you after just, you yeah you just well, I suppose them. when you play at that level, anyone comes after you. Chris knows what that's like. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what was that like then? First game back, a lot of excitement, I imagine. What was it like playing that game and trusting the ankle? Yeah. Just getting um, After, actually, mm-hmm. at the end of my rehab is actually when I think I versed you guys um, coming back from injury. So my rehab, So because I got injured under contract, I didn't pay a cent had the best ankle surgeon in Australia, had all recovery, yep. um, everything paid for. So honestly, my left leg, which was the injured leg, came back stronger than my right leg. Um, so, I mean, that was an answer to prayer in general. Um, but, so yeah, coming back first game, yeah, obviously a bit nervous and, you know, how to turn and whatnot, if it's okay. Um, but I, yeah, just wanted to go for it and just wanted to be back. But yeah, I, I actually think it was... When I first you guys, it was like literally when I came back. Can you remember the score of that game as well? Um, I do. So I just remember it was a shocking pitch. and um, It was actually. <laughs> we didn't play very smart knocks. Thing. It was um, still a tough game. Yeah. What, what, what was it, Nello? I went to penalties. I think Sean DeCretz was... missed a number of sitters. Sorry, Sean, but you missed a number of sitters, mate. It was um cup semi-final, that one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Did you in penalties? Yeah. 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 Shattering. I was going to ask you that earlier. Have you ever scored against Moorabach? Oh, in juniors, plenty of times. What about seniors? See, in seniors, I don't <laughs> think I've played many games. Three. Right. Three games. Oh, okay. really? I think against us, or was it two? I've only ever played against him once. Oh, twice then, because I remember I played against you twice. Okay. Good centre-back in Moorabach. Uh, yeah. Did I score or not? No. Okay. I, remember, I think you scored against the Rezies, potentially. Probably. I think you played a couple of... Anyway, silly questions. Those ones. Go on, Nosey. Sorry. No, you got me out of a track here. But let's come back to a bit. We'll stay on the football. Yeah. Uh, something a bit more, I guess, light-hearted. You've played against, obviously playing professional, a lot of good players. Who is your favourite player that you played against? Or, like, toughest opponent, or just, like, enjoy watching? Bit of both. Like, I mean, for me, mm. you could have the ones, like, when you think about sport, you love those challenges. Yeah. But there's some that you just look at and you're like, oh, I can't believe I get to play against... Yeah. So and so. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I got to play with Bruno Fawn Rolly and Aaron Moy, like, for a whole season. That was unreal. Uh, playing against, I actually got to verse um, Manchester City in Queensland, uh, which was an unreal experience. So I versed, let's just say, Vincent Company played on mm. me. <laughs> 
like it. Or as a striker, I just played on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I got, oh yeah, I got to best Vincent Company, David Silva was there, Nasri was there, um, Yaya Toure. Uh, Unbelievable. I... They just signed um, Raheem Sterling. I think he didn't play, but got a photo with him and um, got to meet him, which was awesome. I think Sagna, there's a bunch of other guys, which I unfortunately can't remember, but that was obviously unreal. Was that one of the strangest experiences ever? Playing against guys that are like, like what oh, are you doing man. here? That was... So it was already like crazy, like I could potentially get into the senior team of Melbourne City. Mm. And then to then, whilst I'm trialling, be yep. invited to go play in Queensland against Manchester City, it was just like, what is going on? Then when I got to, because we trained for a week in Queensland, when I got there, I started to look around and realise I could potentially start here because we had a few injuries. And the morning of the game, we have our team meeting and the game was at night. And yeah, sure enough, I was starting. Um... Never been so nervous in a moment of my life. Uh, and then, yeah, you kind of just hang out during the day, have a sleep in the afternoon, and like, yeah, I was, no joke, praying and like, being like, God, please just calm my nerves um, and help me in this game. Like, could be, could make me get in the team or not. That game, um, we ended up losing 1 0. I came off the 80th minute. Normally in a game, I run around 10 to 12k. Up front, that game I ran 14 and a half in 80 minutes. Um, I've never run so much, but that was a game that literally they like started to really consider me as a senior player, and uh, which they told me later. So, yeah, Manchester City obviously in the A League. Um, I, I like watching the A League, I always love watching Borussia. Um, and getting to play against him was awesome. At the time, Barbarousas and like a few of the Melbourne Victory Boys, I used to really enjoy watching and then to be bursting them at the in the derby in front of 45,000 mm. people. Um, that was quite surreal. Um, I think I went to that game, actually. There you go. Yeah, yeah. 2015. It was a good game. Yeah. Um, I didn't play well. I think I touched a ball once. <laughs> you came on that one, didn't you? Late or you started? No, I started I because remember. I scored a week before that. So I started and Beautiful. came off 60th minute, I think. But yeah, basically the game plan was isolate me to go one-on-one with their left back, who was also on debut, um, which I versed him a number of times in the youth league and did well against him. Mm. But like literally the ball just would not get out to me and anyway, I got subbed off. And then it was a cracking game. It ended up being 3-2. Um, mm. So, mm. yeah. So, all I hear there is you played against some good players like Vincent Company, Team Annette. It's just. I've got to be honest, the, the couple of games that you've played me have turned me almost every time he's got the ball, so easily. Really? Yeah. Really? Um, is, here's a, a bit of a funnier question. Mm. Obviously, you played with Aaron Moy. When you played Moorabark Knights, did you think you were playing him again? Yes. <laughs> I mean, appearance, Chris Noy, Aaron Moy sounds the same. Yeah. Psst. Same skill level? Yeah, yeah. where he gets his ability from. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, go back. The weaker talent on the left side. Yeah, Is it the right foot coming? Yeah, oh, yeah. um, a bit more of a serious question. So, there was a fair bit of hype around you when you got into the Melbourne City team. And I, I remember, because I obviously didn't know who you were um, prior to you getting into the A-League. 
Mm. Um, all of a sudden, we hear your name everywhere, like, oh, uh, Wade Deck is playing for Melbourne City because we, we were in amongst um, circles of people that know you. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like getting having all the hype around you and you being like, it's just me, I'm just playing yeah. soccer? What was that like? Um, weird. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Like, it's weird because people start kind of treating you differently. And it's just literally what you just said. It's like, hey, it's like I'm the same person. Mm. Like, nothing's changed. It's okay. I might have a bit more of a platform, let's call it. Um, it was weird. In saying that, I didn't get any Instagram followers, many from it, um, until I scored a goal and then out of nowhere, people mm. start following me and kind of name gets out there. Not that it's about that, but just mm-hmm. an interesting fact, I guess. But... Um, definitely weird and yeah I guess I then just try to be natural around my friends and in which they kind of realise and that oh hang on nothing's really changing still the same guy um, but yeah I guess also from my side I didn't really see it either of like I guess how people like oh my god that's way like um, I didn't really notice it to be honest and I'm glad yeah, radio. That was the uh, first part of the Wade Decker interview. Lots of fun, as I said before. Um, and we'll sign off for this week. Tune in next week. We might do a very short introduction, and then, yeah, we'll finish off that interview. Uh, and we'll see you then.